0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Back to the Past, the Alternacy Podcast. I'm Hitnick, and I'm always here with my co-host, Rohan. And today, we're going to cover an episode that I think would interest a lot of people, and it's specifically about the Kennedys, but not JFK. It's Bobby Kennedy, and we're going to talk about what if he was not assassinated. I think that's a huge topic to speak about, mainly because Bobby Kennedy is often probably the most forgettable one because Ted Kennedy was the one that was around the longest, and JFK was was a president. So, I mean, let's go over Bobby Kennedy, man.
1: Yep, Nick, that's right. So today we're talking about Robert F. Kennedy, or or better known as RFK, and specifically, what if he wasn't assassinated? So, going on into background, so RFK was the younger brother of JFK, and like his brother, he believed in a lot of similar policies, including civil rights and fighting against organized crime. So... On June 5th, 1968, after becoming the leading candidate for the Democratic nomination after winning the California primary, Kennedy was mortally wounded when he was shot by a Sirhan Sirhan, a 24-year-old Palestinian, and this is allegedly because of Kennedy's support with Israel over the 1967 Six-Day War. Kennedy ended up dying 25 hours later as a result of those wounds. Like JFK, there were numerous conspiracy theories relating to his death, but Today, we're going to be talking about specifically what if he wasn't killed, what if he wasn't assassinated, how would this affect the presidency? Because I personally believe that RFK would have had a great chance of winning the presidency because he was the best candidate the Democratic Party had. And with his assassination, they had to go on to someone which was not as popular. So I definitely think the Democrats actually could have even and probably would have won that election that year. So I'm curious to see, Nick, what do you think would happen? Do you think RFK would win the election? And if so, how would that change? the presidency of that year
0: uh so i think it depends honestly because number one it would have been funny because it would have been a rematch between nixon and of course another kennedy and so just a little bit of heads up for richard nixon at least he was he did have a lot of credentials such as being a senator from california from i believe the same time around when kennedy entered uh the house of representatives in 1947 off the top of my head all the way to 1953 when he was selected as vice president for dwight d eisenhower and Nixon was a pretty well-known figure, but he actually had retracted from politics during the 60s for the most part after his 1960 election after, – not after his 1960 election, after the 1916 election. And so I think especially with Nixon presenting a law and order like type of deal, I don't know exactly if Ted Ken- – I mean I guess you can say Ted Kennedy definitely would be a – oh, sorry, Ted Kennedy, Rob, Ken- Rob Kennedy, Bob, Bobby Kennedy, right? You could say he would be probably the best option because the other realistic option I think we could have seen would have been Hubert Humphrey, which – keep in mind, Hubert Humphrey was the vice president under LBJ for his second term – well, his first term, quote-unquote, although I would say he was his second term from 1965 to 1969. And so I think at least with Hubert Humphrey, he definitely did well, especially in like high union states too because Hubert Humphrey was a – I'm pretty sure who most most certainly was pro union because of the fact that he came from Minnesota and was also under the Democratic farmer labor coalition, which I'm talking a lot about politics like local Minnesotan politics but uh, I think overall at least I think Rob Kennedy had a huge appeal appeal to younger folks and do I think that might have swung the election potentially I think Rob Kennedy was also a bit was from what I've heard at least a bit more charismatic and Bob Kennedy would have been very popular with the African American community as it's actually ha- it's actually rumored at the reason why Indianapolis, which was a majority African-American city during a time period, because we also remember just a month before, Martin Luther King was shot. And so Robert Robert F. Kennedy was actually in Indianapolis that day, and he actually told a bunch of people about the news. And it's actually rumored that, or it's actually said that the reason why Indianapolis not also was also not rioting as a result was because of RFK's presence there. So I think he definitely would have the best chance of winning out of the Democrats. Do I think he could win? Potentially, I don't know. I don't have a definitive yes or no answer there because I think Nixon also would, t- but I think also with Nixon's appeal to Southern white voters, mainly because of the fact that he, I, from off the top of my head, I don't know if he was exactly a supporter of, of, uh well, I, I know he was, a, he was a, a, in support of desegregation and in supporting the Civil Rights Acts, from what I remember at least. So don't don't quote me here, but. It comes, becomes a lot more interesting, especially when we talk about integrated busing. If we're going to go with the RFK presidency, I think it would be a very interesting scenario because I think almost besides you know, actual history, I think it would almost certainly solidify the South to be read for at least – like it actually was for a little bit until Jimmy Carter, of course, came along. But let's not talk about that because he might not even come along in this scenario. But overall, I think RFK does have a good chance of winning. So, I mean, do you want to take it in the fact that he wins the 1968 election, or you just want to? Yeah, make I it?
1: think we definitely should. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, I was gonna say. I mean, it would be kind of boring if you know we just did it. Just oh, yeah, he 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 survives, what he loses. and yeah, that's kind of boring, though. Nobody get people's personal lives. We want actual impact.
1: Yeah. So exactly. So one of the fundamental policies I think we should point out was RFK's fundamental need. Fundamental. RFK's desire for civil rights, and he just wanted to continue pushing it. He wanted to make sure everyone was equal. And on top of that, he also was really anti-organized crime. And during the late 60s, early 70s, the mafia really starts to take over New York City. And New York City essentially is called the mafia's hometown. If anything, New York City is owned by the mafia at this point in time.
0: Yeah, New York City. Yeah, that's funny. Interestingly enough, that that definitely does have some uh, truth to it because I do have... I do know individuals who were from New York City who lived during that time period, and, and I can tell you mafia was definitely a, a presence there for sure. I don't know if it's to that ability to where they owned New York City, but they were definitely a presence for sure. I mean you have famous individuals such as John Gotti living there to begin with. Uh, What else? I think also interestingly enough, I think something important to point out is that uh, Bobby Kennedy actually is also the senator of New York during this time period as well. He might have resigned at this point. I, remember, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but Bobby Kennedy was the senator of New York. So, And I think we also saw that, for example – I think another thing we should touch upon if we're going to talk about a Bobby Kennedy presidency would be maybe an extension to the war on poverty, of course, which people argue yeah, that, exactly. was that was successful Yeah, exactly. That was also
1: not. another one of his fundamental policies. He wanted exactly. to implement that and on I, a national level, yeah, expand we talking LBJ's about program. It.
0: And we were talking about it specifically before because we were discussing about what we were going to do for this weekend. And I said, if we're going to go with Bobby Kennedy, I think one of the most important things would be talking about his uh, war on poverty because he was kind of the one who really initiated that because I was talking about specifically – actually making a connection to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, actually. Because if you do – if you look – I forgot which city jersey it is off the top of my head. It could have been last year or this. this think it was last year. But last mm-hmm. year's city jersey was Bedford Stuy, which is actually the first place where people, where historians do agree upon the fact that the that a form of the war party began, because actually Bobby Kennedy pushed for in the community of Bedford Stuy, Brooklyn. So I thought that was an interesting fact to point out. And so overall, I think that would be a, a good place to start off with, like a Bobby Kennedy presidency. So, but I, I think first we shall also talk about who do you think Bobby Kennedy's president would be? President, not president, vice president would be Edmund Muskie. Interesting choice. I would have put down two. Here is my two proposals, actually. So my two proposals would have been actually, funnily enough, it would have been actually, Albert, Al Gore, Senior, Al Gore Senior, not Al Gore Junior, Al Gore Senior. If it's not going to be, if it's not going to be Al Gore Senior, I think a good option would have been actually Birch Bay, because of the fact is that while he did. While well, he was a little bit more liberal in the sense of because of the fact that he he, but he would have been more representative of Bobby Kennedy's point of view, especially with the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and 1968, which he both voted for, by the way. And overall, I think that he would have, he, he would have been much more in line with Bobby Kennedy's at least social policy in terms of uh, providing equality. And Birch Bay is also a very powerful figure in Indiana, along with his son Evan Bay, because the Bay name during this time period. And just overall in Indiana is a well known name in politics. Cause Evan Bay was actually senator as recently as twenty eleven, which was his son, if I'm correct. And Birch Bay was a senator between, I believe, nineteen well, he was he was a senator between nineteen sixty two to nineteen eighty. Funnily enough, actually. Nineteen eighty one, my bad, nineteen eighty one. But overall, he was senator from nineteen sixty three to nineteen eighty one, which I mean, besides that provides a pretty <clears throat> He's a pretty well-known name in, in Indiana, the, and you know what I mean. So I think that he would have provided a little bit more, maybe provided a little bit more support, at least in the the, the Rust Belt region, perhaps. I'd say. Yeah, that would make sense. So I think we're gonna go with Birch Bay as vice president. Do you agree?
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely sounds a stronger candidate than the guy I said. And compared to you, out of your. T- Compared out of your two choices, I definitely think he is stronger. So moving on, I'm curious. I want to see what an RFK presidency would look like because one of his fundamental policies, I mean, his fundamental policies, as I've mentioned before, civil rights, the war in poverty, fighting organized crime. And something I didn't mention was that he was very anti-Vietnam as well. He wanted to stop the Vietnam War. So provides a pretty,
0: he's a pretty well-known name in in
1: Indiana. The
0: and you know what I mean. So I think that he would have provided a little bit more, maybe provided a little bit more support, at least in the the, the Rust Belt region, perhaps. I'd say. Yeah, that would make sense. So I think we're gonna go with Birch Bay as vice president. Do you agree?
1: I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think he definitely sounds a stronger candidate than the Guy I said. And compared to your, out of your t- compared out of your two choices, I definitely think he is stronger. So moving on, I want. I'm curious. I Want to see what an RFK presidency would be look like because one of his fundamental policies, I mean, his fundamental policies, as I've mentioned before, civil rights, the war in pro- poverty, fighting organized crime. And something I didn't mention was that he was very anti Vietnam as well. He wanted to stop the Vietnam War. So I think personally, I
0: mean, even JFK wasn't a huge escalator of Vietnam. That really came under Johnson. I'm, if I remember off the top of my head, JFK kind of did escalate it a little bit, but he didn't escalate it to the extent of Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, and I think in like the I sense think LBJ that LBJ
1: committed troops. And
0: the thing is that I don't know if Vietnam is specifically. I mean, is Vietnam specifically unpopular enough yet in order to say that we need to pull out? Well, That's a real
1: question. So I was reading, and so during his Senate, during his term in the Senate, he released a paper. That was say, essentially saying that about how we need to come up with a way to keep South Vietnam independent, but keep the North Vietnamese allowed in a coalition government in Saigon. Saigon. So that's I yeah, that's South Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like he wanted to kind of create co- a government, like two, a one. He wanted to create two different governments, but the North Vietnamese and the South Vietnamese would work together. But South Vietnam is still a separate state from so North Vietnam. So something
0: similar – so you're saying something similar to North Korea and South Korea,
1: basically? No, 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 because they'd be working together. The North Vietnamese well, would impossible. have representation That'd in Saigon. That would be impossible then.
0: I don't think that would be possible then.
1: I, I think, think it F- would be p- p- possible I think he F- did release said paper.
0: Yeah, I'm saying that. I think RFK – if RFK did try to pursue that, I think that would be a failure flat out. Based off the way he's making it sound is that, number one, I'm pretty – off the top of my head if I'm correct, the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese Army, or the NVA basically, did not want to have a coalition government. That's the reason why they broke away to begin with. They didn't want to have a coalition government, and so that's that's literally why the Vietnam War was fought, fought between those two. Because the
1: exact thing, oh, I'm sorry, it. the exact thing is in February 1966, Kennedy released a peace plan that called for preserving. South okay, BNL. so that was before, well, that, that, was before Offen- that was before the Tet that was before the Tet offensive, though. It doesn't matter because after the Tet offensive, that's
0: when it, that's when it kind of really started hitting the United States. So I think we can make the argument that maybe it was unpop, maybe it was unpopular enough. I I don't know if we can make that argument. Yeah.
1: There. So I I think he would try to like or not not go for the same extreme as he mentioned it said peace plan but I definitely think that he's going to try to decommit the US somewhat Which, or kind of just I start mean, the start rolling those wheels. I think it's a smarter
0: idea to just not maybe not a g- generic pull out of all troops similar to like Obama did in Iraq and uh Biden did with Afghanistan. I'm not talking about all oh, their failures or whatever. No, I mean in terms of the fact that uh I don't think it'd be really worth it to do that. I don't think it really be would be uh smart just not to do that. I think RFK overall though, is a very interesting figure because I think I think he might be pop. His view of that would definitely be popular with the younger folk, like the college, especially the college people, because as you know, that the college people were definitely not for Vietnam, and I could I could see why. I mean, they would be getting drafted into Vietnam to fight a ward. I mean, they probably thought had no point of view and no reasoning actually, really. And so I mean if you want to talk about Vietnam, that's a good thats a good spot to talk about. I think another important spot we should talk about is civil rights, and I think one important thing that actually Birch Bay himself also pursued would be the ERA or the Equal Rights Amendment. And basically it, it basically would be a way in, in a sense to be – to seek legal – to seek basically – seek legal recognition that it would be, there would be equal rights for all American citizens regardless of sex, and so… Now the, now, the point is that's a very touchy subject to make because you can ar- – make because argu- one side can make an argument, oh, it's, it's fulfilled under this part of the constitution. And the other said, no, it's not. We need, need to be guaranteed, but I'm not going to really touch on that. But I think one thing that we probably would see pursued during that time period – and it was a thing during the 70s as well. It was an issue during the 70s as well with the rise of the feminist movement would be the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. So I think we could definitely see Bobby Kennedy and Birch Bay try to get that pushed through. But the question is, would they have enough people in order to get that passed through? Because if we're if we're just going to look at pure like facts in terms of who's in power, you can't say that the Democrats do have the majority, right? They do have the majority during a. Uh, they do have the majority of like fifty-seven to forty-three during the time period. But at the same time, though, th- the majority is not a sixty percent majority. If you get what I mean. It's not a 60% majority – it's not a, not, not a 60%, 66, 67% majority, which is basically what it is needed. So they would be, need a little bit more progressive Republicans because I can guarantee you the South is not voting for the ERA, if you get what I mean there. So I think ERA we should definitely yeah. touch on.
1: I think – so I think let's go. So the ERA, let's go straight into. So I definitely think you're going to try lobbying, trying to push for you know the ERA – more civil rights acts. He's going to try kind of pushing for those things earlier as well, like equal employment rights and those kind of acts, because that's kind of his personality is. And I think it would get passed because the Democrats are in power. And the Kennedy family name overall, especially during this time, is a very popular name. And most people do like him. So even though I know the Southerners won't vote for it, I think the Democrats do have a good enough majority that they can get it passed.
0: I disagree entirely. With that statement, really. I'm talking about the fact that you think you could get it passed. I don't think it would get passed. Number one, you have to get it passed through the Southern Democrats, which I think especially after 1968 would be very salty it's because during that time period, really, you could say with distinction that the Democrats, the Democrats were not in favor of the Civil Rights Act. And I'm pretty sure if you look at the Civil Rights Act record, I can, you can guarantee yourself you'll find the majority of people who who voted against it were… Southern Democrats. And I'm, on, I'm sorry that I'm emphasizing Southern Democrats, but I'm just saying that that's really what it was, it was Southern De- Democrats versus Northern Democrats, similar to how it was really during the Civil War with Northern Democrats with, represented by Stephen Douglas and then the Southern Democrats, which, if I'm correct, was represented by John C. Breckinridge. off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it was represented by John C. Breckinridge. Breckenridge, and so we, we do see this sectional divide, and I think we high, we highlighted that with George Walt, the our earlier George Wallace video in nineteen about the nineteen sixty eight election, and with that fact simply, I don't think they would have a majority, especially after the saltiness that the South would have for, you know the for the Northern establishment as you would call it, especially because of the fact that that Robert Kennedy would get the label of a Massachusetts liberal, which I mean you still can hear that. You still hear that label thrown around today in a negative connotation. For example, when you in 1988, when you saw Michael, Michael Dukakis, who was the governor of Massachusetts, he was known as a Massachusetts liberal. 2004, John Kerry, who ran for president under the Democratic ticket, was a Massachusetts liberal, and that was used against him. And I think overall, it's it's more so the fact that I think that, especially with, our, I think especially with, uh, for example, we saw in 1960 as well. We saw that JFK was only able to win a lot of the southern states, mainly because of the fact is that you had LBJ once again. LBJ is one of the most powerful senators. Probably, I would say probably the most powerful senator in U.S. history. So the fact that he was able to to strong arm the South in order to not, you know, give their votes away to somebody else. I think off the top of my head it was Harry F. Byrd from Virginia. I, I think that's just impressive, and I think that in this scenario, I think they won't. He just simply wouldn't get enough support. However,
1: uh, I can see where you come where you're coming from, but I do think that despite the saltiness of the South, I think that they can still get some of those measures passed personally.
0: Not the ERA. Nope. I don't believe that at all. I don't think they would get that passed. I think you would fail to ignore that the South is a very is a socially conservative place. And I think especially with the wording of the ERA, I think they would try to make the argument more so it's covered under the 14th Amendment, which is basically equal protection for, for all, basically protecting that discrimination regardless of race. And the part part which they wanted was sex, which would be men and women, of course, and from discrimination, of course. And you could also also see this, for example, with, uh, for example, we see the equal pay the equal pay act of 1963, which was signed by JFK before his death during a time period which does prevent which does make it illegal to pay women differently from men just based off of the fact that they're oh she's a woman and oh he's a man. It's just I don't think that the ER would get past the South, especially with the saltiness. I think. I think you just ignore the fact that we even saw it during our time. To- our time period where South was very salty. And the only reason why they even voted Democrat in the future was mainly because of the fact is that I, it was usually a Southerner that was running on the ticket, and I mean as the main feature, as we saw in 1976, Jimmy Carter, and even in 1980, we saw Southern, some Southern states vote for the Democratic Party. I mean, we saw Georgia vote Jimmy Carter by high numbers, and we also saw in. Off the top of my head, 1992 and 1996, where we saw a pretty a lot of bl- a blue in the South. I think we only really saw that go away around I say probably 2000. I guess when Al Gore lost a lot of the southern states like Missouri, Tennessee. Uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, all all states besides Tennessee. I don't know if Tennessee voted for Clinton, but I know at least Arkansas, Louisiana, Mis- and Missouri voted for Clinton. But overall, I don't I think especially with two northerners, Birch Bay, who was more of a, a more of a moderate/kind of liberal, especially on social issues northerner, and Robert F. Kennedy who was was a, a liberal and he was known for pushing for Equal equal rights, or pushing the Civil Rights Act, as you said before, that's one of the big emphases, emphasis of emphasis of his policy. I think overall, I think they would still be salty over 1968, and I think over, I think they would just be salty in general against the Democrat, the Northern Democratic establishment. Like I said.
1: All right, well, Nick, that's definitely a great explanation. I I can definitely see where you are coming from that. But now let's move on to, I guess, his legacy, RFK's legacy. What mark does he leave on the presidency? And how he changes policies and politics. So, I def I think, for example, he will start the wheels rolling to move out of Vietnam, or at least start committing less resources in Vietnam rather than e- increase resources. I think he'll start getting those wheels in motion at least if he doesn't actively pull out troops and take out resources. I think he'll at least start moving the wheels for that. So, I definitely see future presidents then. Using those wheels to take us out of Vietnam a few years earlier than we did in our timeline. Another thing is also, I think, Kennedy is going to push for a much more harsher impact on organized crime. So we can see maybe instead of you know New York City struggling and on major other major cities on the East Coast, we could see maybe being stopped earlier by the FBI and law enforcement because I know in the 70s there was a law that passed that actually made it process that it made a mafia moss. There was a law that was passed that made it possible for law enforcement to prosecute a mafia boss who ordered the person to do something but didn't actually do it themselves. So now with that law, you can charge a mafia boss of murder by ordering—you can charge a mafia boss for murder even though they just ordered someone to do it, but they didn't do it themselves. So I think laws like that, Kennedy's definitely going to push for on a nationwide level as well as pushing for more resources for law enforcement and the FBI to deal with organized crime because organized crime isn't obviously like crime. It's much more sophisticated and to spend and commit more resources. So I think that RFK is going to have a significant focus on organized crime and stopping the mafia and its grip on the East Coast. What do you say, Nick? Uh,
0: overall, really, I'd say that. If we gonna look in terms of other presidencies, I think, And I I don't know how we would be electing people in the future. So let's just say up to the point of Robert F. Kennedy being elected from 1968. And let's just say he wins re-election in 1972 because if he does win re-election in 1972, I say that by that point, we should just make him pull out of Vietnam because it makes no sense. Because even the Republicans pulled out of Vietnam around that time period, I believe 1975, which was the whole controversy with Saigon back then. And uh, with that, do I think Robert F. Kennedy would be a top 10 president? I think. Yes, but it depends on who you're talking to, because I think if you're going to be talking to some, either you know, for a modern day liberal, I think he definitely would be a top ten president, but and even young boomers as well potentially who would be young and be supporters of RFK during the time period would be, would be, for example, in favor of Robert F. Kennedy, similar to how they were, how they are of JFK. But I think overall, I think Robert F. Kennedy would probably get a word. track record than, then uh, what do you call it jfk actually as a matter of fact and you might be like how well i i think simply just because of the fact if we look at it i think robert i think robert f kennedy overall would be uh i think just because he had eight years compared to jfk's three would not would have allowed him to make more mistakes can i predict what what uh controversies might happen because there's always a big scandal that happens every presidential association and so uh i mean we could say for example that Maybe Bobby Kennedy tries to cover up Chappaquiddick with his brother Ted in 1974, I believe, the year is off the top of my head. Sometime during the early 70s when Bobby Kennedy would have been in power. That could have provided a huge scandal for Bobby Kennedy for Bobby Kennedy specifically, maybe because he was trying to defend his brother. But I, I can't really predict that. That's a little bit like too much like, oh, it's more so speculation rather than that. But I, I think otherwise... I think we covered really all the material we could really cover today. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Follow the socials on Instagram and Twitter at BackToThePastP1. Again, it's at BackToThePastP1. Also, check out our website, kluka.org, And you're going to see, for example, different podcasts you can watch that are produced by us and our team members, along along with some interesting articles as well. And otherwise, I hope you have a great day.